Greetings, fellow humans. Allison here. Uh, I am speaking to you from the, the relative now. I mean, I guess that depends on when you're listening to it. But if you're listening to this on Patreon or you just downloaded it from iTunes the second it popped up, then I am coming to you from Wednesday, April 8th. Um, I'm in my apartment, not leaving because the world is really strange. But you know what? The sun is shining through our one window and uh, everything's beautiful. I just wanted to give you some context for this episode before you jump in. So um, way back in February, the week after the season began, Julie and Janine and I went to our favorite local watering hole, the Oasis, to record a live show. And we tried something really different, which I won't spoil for you, but which um, (laughs) is a bit of a mess, but we had a lot of fun doing. Um, A bunch of our... uh, friends and by our friends I mean you dear listeners decided to show up some of whom you know personally and some who we met through the podcast it's very cool um and we had a really good time uh, the reason I'm telling you this is because now obviously the world is extremely different I don't want any of you to be alarmed that we are somehow sneaking into a closed bar to record a podcast with a bunch of people um this was February or approximately 27 years ago um But since there was no new Outlander this week, and I don't know, this is not the time for there to suddenly not be stuff to watch, but hey, since there was no new Outlander this week, we still wanted to give you an episode, so rather than saving this for the end of the season, as was our plan initially, we are giving it to you now. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. We had a lot of fun doing it. It's extremely silly and weird, and um, yeah, I don't know. I hope it's a good time. Uh, I have one more thing to add, which is... uh, Welcome to Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. I'm Allison. Julie and Janine are safe at their homes, but because I forgot to say it while we were at the bar, I wanted to say it now. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Oh, I guess I should fill this. We can't we can't open a can because that's against the law because Michelle has to open cans for us. So I bought a coffee at 7-Eleven. That's cool. <laughs> but here's the back. I thought I was going to be able to get like a Sprite or something, but all they had were energy drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there was, of cans. I mean, there was no, like, Sprite or ginger ale in a can. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this country? A can of Canada Dry is one of life's great pleasures. Canada Dry is okay. I prefer Verner's, but I know. Oh, so do I. But it's hard to find a can of Verner's. That is definitely regional. You can always find a fucking can of Canada Dry. Okay, so here we go. It's a can a de dry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just can't. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. So, uh, we got gifts. First I would of like all, to talk about them. Stickers. Look how cute this is. For those who are listening, because this is a um, audio medium, um, Viv Pickles made these little stickers that look like cameos of Claire's face with no actual face, but it's awesome. And it has GHRC, and you know what that stands for. And they're cutest. Uh, uh, that's Jesus Ace Roosevelt Christ. Um, <laughs> these are good. Thank you, Yay. Lauren Vipickle. So cool. And then our friend Ruth brought us these very enigmatic brown packets. And there's owl tape on them. I love I the owl love washi the owl tape. tape. Where are you, Ruth? Owl yeah. washi tape. Pro. <gasps> it's knitwear! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is it a oh, Claire, wow. Did you make these? Dude, these are beautiful. Oh. oh my god, are they. Wait, tell me, are they headbands or like. Sweet, it's going on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, those look good. Oh, so cool. That's great. So, yeah. so soft. Here, I gotta make sure my mic stays warm. 
Yeah. There you uh, go. <laughs> not doing that. It's definitely going to get beer on it if I do that. Thank you so much, Ruth. Yay, Ruth. That's Thank amazing. You. Uh, but of course, the real gift is all of you. Yeah. Friendship. Uh, <laughs> we are live at Chicago's finest local, the Oasis in beautiful Rogers Park. It's the best. Please come here. Just don't come here all at once because otherwise it won't be special anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I can't get a drink on a Saturday, I'm going to blame you personally. Yeah. So uh, don't come all at once. Behind the bar, we have everyone's favorite bar mom, Michelle. Michelle! So everyone be super nice to Michelle today. She's loving you all. She's so excited we're here. And it's and she's ordering us pizza, y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely going to be pizza. She's taking care of us. Okay. Yeah. She's the best. Um, so if you hear a phone ringing in the background, that's because we're in an actual place of business. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that someone is calling and saying, hi, I just wanted to know if the podcast has started yet. <laughs> that would be so cool. Or has it started? B, when will it be over? <laughs> so that I yep. can come to the bar and not be accosted by totally. those Mouthy bitches. Yep, that's us. That's us. Real mouthy bitches. Okay, so today's show, it's up in the air. Man. We are doing something we have not done before. Um, it I is like an a idea game. that I like we had game. in this very establishment. Right over there. Uh, after a, after a, a fine Pilsner beer. Or three. Actually, I think at that time we were probably, we hadn't moved on Miller Lite yet. I think we were probably drinking... Pulaski pills. Plump ass. Oh, no, yeah, you were drinking plump ass. Yeah. Twisted if anybody hippo, hasn't good, tried it, it's good. It's they tasty, have it on tap. It? Is it good? Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a great name, plump ass. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just like the word plump. Ass. So <laughs> we uh, are going to try this. There is a like a high percent, I would say like a 60% chance. 69. Come on, you are right yeah. there. Nice. <laughs> that it's going to fail. Yeah. Just fail. Um, we've got a uh, safe word accordingly. Um, uh, we actually have two separate safe words. One for if we're like, fuck, I don't know. And the other if we're like, guys, this isn't working. It's Cut time it. to call a spade a spade. We're just, we'll just talk about boning for the rest. Like, we'll just talk about the sex montage for the rest of the episode. And that's fine. We should that's try to okay. work a sex montage in there. Uh, duh. Duh. Yeah. So what we're going to do is um, uh, live fanfic. <laughs> we are going to essentially improvise fanfic in real time um, with some help from you all. We have two ways that we're going to help. First of all, at, at sort of at random, we'll do it at least five times. Either Julie or I will say, and then he rounded the corner, and who was standing there but, and someone will get to come up and speak into this microphone and say, Fergus! And then I'll go, it, you're right, it was Fergus, and he said, Milo! <laughs> I just realized... My hand is starting to rot from the inside. I have not maintained it. Or whatever, right? That's one. That's one. Um, uh, Ew. Yeah, it's a, it's a temperate climate. Um, so that's one. Um, other things like that. That's one way you can help. Also, we are going to ask the two people who traveled the farthest to be here. Um, who might that be? Just curious. If you think you traveled the longest to be here, go ahead and raise your hand. Oh. Yes, yeah. definite. Yeah. And you. It's Jen Lander, Drunklin, yeah. and Keenan, everybody. I was joking. I definitely knew who traveled the furthest to be here. Everybody else is from Chicago. May, did anybody come in from Wisconsin? Sometimes people come from Wisconsin. No? So everybody else is Shout from out Chicago. To it is just the two of you. Um, so uh, friend of the show, Keenan, and friend of the show, Jen Lander, Drunklin, both in from out of state. <laughs> so cool. So cool. So um, weird. You have a very specific responsibility, and you can still come up here and do this thing if you want. However, at two points in the next hour, because Janine is going to time us. We're going to try yeah. to do this for an hour. We, once each, you get to say, To the cow! 
Ow! And when you say, I'm sorry. To la cut! No, too deep a cut. Je suis prêt. There you go. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, who knew what I meant when I said to la cut? Anybody? No. no? Uh, so it has a place in the Drunklin household. That's amazing. Um, that's whatever. It's Let's a, make it Jesus. It's prank. a war cry. It's Jesus. We pray. So Keenan, all you should feel ashamed of yourself. Keenan and Jen Lander, you each have one Jesus. We pray that when you can you scream out any at any point. And when that happens, for the next minute. Uh, Janine and Julie and I will continue the live action fanfic by alternating words. One word each. So For a full minute? Yeah, a full minute. Oh, God. I mean, that's a stretch goal. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to happen. Are you kidding? We're, we're pros. We're pros. Oh, man. There's going to okay. be a lot of dogs We are the uh, James Alexander, Malcolm McKenzie, Fraser, bean flicking of one word storytelling. You know what? Okay. It, it makes it makes about as much sense. <laughs> All right. So, what did you have a question? I just want to clarify: Is it just we pray or two la carte? You, oh, you can have two You can have two la carte. Just we pray. Okay. There and you only go. get the one. So save it. Don't fucking spray it right away. <laughs> And you all know what I mean by that. Yeah. It's sexual innuendo. For those of you who are a little bit slow this Saturday morning. Say it, don't spray it isn't a sex thing. No, but I said don't spray it right away. Oh. I didn't say oh. say it. Don't spray it. You said, oh, you said save it. Don't save spray it. it right away. Don't spray it right away. So it's like, you it's, know. It's tantric audience participation. Yeah, I was going to say it's like Sting is up in here talking Edging. to We're us. asking you to edge your audience participation. That was a real deep tantric sex cut. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, all right. So here we go, season five. We're going to do this. Uh, we're not afraid. Okay. I will start. I will start. And we like we have, I, I cannot stress how little we have prepared to do this. None. None. Not so, one bit. We had a beer, a piece. That's uh, prep. You did. Oh, you mean today. Oh, yeah. That no, was prep. The other day, the other day. It was more. We also, Moss. Neil ordered uh, a cocktail that he found on a list of. What was it called? Ferrari, the Ferrari, of, uh, that's right. Like straightforward cocktails oh. to order in bars, right? Where it won't matter whether or not the bartender actually knows how to make it. Uh, and it was half Amaro, no, half Fernet and half Campari. <laughs> and it was delicious. Yeah, no, that's I the right it. response. It, it, was, it was okay. I loved it. Split if you really, household, if not you really good. like a bitter <laughs> cocktail, good. it was quite good. Uh, and if you really like a bitter bitch, she's great. Hey! Ayo. See, the banter is already flowing freely. <laughs> all right, all right. Give me some more beer. All, all right, right, so let's do this. Previously on Outlander. <laughs> um, sex montage. Mm -hmm. um, ending with, no, we're not even going to touch that. We're not, do we're not doing a single storyline about Brianna's sex life. No. Unless she's having a, like, a good, healthy boning with her husband. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to talk. We're, that's Bri no, yeah. we are we are protecting Brianna today. Yes. Okay. Um, so sex montage. It's great. Um, the baby keeps crying. We see the we we see that the baby is crying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fucking baby. That's why I don't have one. <laughs> right. Um, that's the first thing in the previously on. What's the next thing in the previously? The on? next thing in previously on is uh, Murta with a digital youngening. <laughs> Uh, talking to a baby redhead with an inexplicably crunchy wig and telling him how he sorry really he is. He just really likes gel, Julie. He just really does. He, wa he wants to make sure he's got texture. Yeah. Uh, talking to a young kid telling him that he will always be there. What's the next thing on the previously on? 
Edige. Uh, We're already killing it. No, a, I've got uh, it. I'm, I'm trying to come up with the best way to, to, to well, some, come up with it. Some uh, sweet North Carolina uh, landscape porn. Yeah, definite porn. With a bison that pops up. Yes, but that's in the credits. Well, but then but this is... We'll, we'll get to the credits. Oh, yeah. Then credits all of a sudden... We're in France. What? We're in the Kelsa, weird <laughs> astrology witchcraft sex closet of Louis the Fourteenth. Way to bring it back. And the Comte Saint Germain is standing there, <laughs> one tear rolling down his beautiful fucking face. <laughs> and he says something I don't remember which because I haven't seen that episode in several years. But it is dramatic. And then he drinks the poison. What's next in the previous scene? Last thing. Th- last thing and previously on is we go back to Boston. <laughs> oh. We're doing a full flashback episode. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna flashback to something that has never happened in the show. Something we ha- we did not see. Well, then it wouldn't be in the previously on. No, because well, it was not sort of previously on. Okay, the all right, previously on. Then <laughs> then it's really short. It is Frank stumbling out of a bar and putting the keys into the uh, <gasps> door of his car. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. so want to watch this episode. Is this what <laughs> writing fan fiction is like? Yes? Yeah. I, okay. What have I As been doing? As somebody who writes it, Tori says, please do. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> Tori doesn't write it. Wait, wait, no, no, no. She who reads has, it. Who has written fan fiction? Raise your hand. Anybody? Anybody? Who re- who? Claire, yeah, Claire, 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 yeah. Hey, not published. Yeah. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> what was it of? Oh, come on. You raised your hand. You got it. Oh. Incest. That's a that's a supernatural reference. If I if I am correct, yeah. am I correct? Yeah, I don't know the supernatural thing. And um, uh, who reads it? Raise your hands. Yeah. Okay. One right there. In what arenas do you enjoy fanfic? <laughs> like which 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 fix which fans? Oh, Is it Harry Potter? I mean, like yeah, but. Harry Potter. It's Potter. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That, that was the that gateway was, that drug. That was your yeah. gateway. Yeah. yeah. That was the marijuana. Uh, I have read some Harry Potter fanfic because I got very. I read an article about the number of people who write slash fic about Harry and Draco specifically. Yeah. So I okay. so I went and I read I some Draco Harry slash fic. It was pretty hot. All right. Okay. Yeah. I was into it. See now. Potter. We have already gotten far enough past our previously on that I forgot previously. what they all were. So they were um, the sex montage. Yes. They were... Murtaugh and the crunchy The Murtaugh flashback. And then... Constant Constant and Dick then... Dick Fox. We haven't said Dick that Fox, in a while. Right. Dick, Dick Fox. Fox. Blast from the past. And oh, then Frank and the car door. Ooh, uh, that's great. Okay. That's really great. So we have five places, five ideas. Then, are we all together here? All right, good. Now we we all have to do it because it's a chorus. Actually, we should all do it. It's a chorus. Sing me a song of a lass that is gone. Sing that lass be I. It's Buffalo. That's important. We, yeah. we do see the Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. R.I.P. credits. R.I.P. credits, dear, for life. Uh, uh, but also, he never called us back, so actually, fuck credits. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that Too guy. big for his britches. Uh, did, yes, mm-hmm. please. Did, I have a whole one right here. I don't know why I'm doing that, but yes, <laughs> yep, I do. Um, did anybody grow up watching Veggie Tales? Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> you were very enthusiastic <laughs> I love about Veggie Tales, man. Uh, 
Every time I did not, but I babysat kids who did and um, nannied for kids who did. Um, and every time I see that credits buffalo, what pops in my head is everybody's got a water buffalo. <laughs> I think more people actually watch Veggie Tales than just admitted it <laughs> because well, that that really sounded like just all like from their from their actual Spanish. guts. I think that song was a bit of like a pre-viral Tomato. viral hit. Like, like I think it Baby Shark before Baby Shark. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes. Baby Shark. CC, I'm current. Dude, Baby Shark. Hairbrush. Hairbrush, yes, hairbrush. I know the youngs. Baby Shark was a camp song, though, before it was a kid song. Yeah. It's always been a thing. Uh, right. I did a terrible thing. We're get, we're, I promise we're getting back to this. This is the commercial break for the yes, fan it is. Yes, yeah. commercial break. <laughs> I did a terrible thing and did not check with a parent about Baby Shark because I just assumed all children at this point were being indoctrinated with Baby Shark. Oh. And I know I'm terrible. Uh, so I was taking care of Steggy, mm-hmm. the, the adorable kid of a friend of ours, friends of ours. Um, and he was being very recalcitrant about his eating, as he often did. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll tell you what, for every bite you take, I will sing a verse of Baby Shark. And he said, yes! So I assumed he knew it. He knows so how to bargain. Take a bite and I would go, baby shark. Do, do. We, we got to keep it short because, you know, copyrights. Yeah, but yeah. you get the idea. I do 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 do. And then he would take another bite and then I'd do the next one. And then I got to the daddy and oh, he was laughing. And, he got home. and then Jillian got home and she was like, why? What? <laughs> I was like, I should, I, you, you said make it a game so he'll eat. And she was like, you. But was that. Be yeah, because now you brought that evil into my home. <laughs> but it works. She used, she still uses it to get him to eat some. That's hilarious. All right. Anyway, happy ending. Okay. Okay. Patty. All right, so what's the title card? You, 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 the queen of the title cards. You come up with the title card, and I'll come up with a name. Ooh, if it's something, the title card usually thematically links all the strands, right? Yeah. Or some of them. Or so, boning, Marta, da-da, da-da. Okay, it is a table top kind of rough hewn obviously in the past not in Boston and a uh, ring of old skeleton keys hits it and lands mm. oh, wow intrigue I'm intrigued yeah you guys I have no idea where this is gonna go <laughs> <laughs> and then okay. the title flashes across the screen and it is oh thank you <laughs> it is the hold on no I got, got a better this. one I got a better one I got you a better got one you're a queen the unopened door. Oh! Uh, by the way, is it in a different? Oh house? my God! Are we going to talk about it? We're get, we're just gonna we are going to be talking about this tomorrow at length. But we just had to say it out loud now. One of two things has happened: either somebody at Outlander is trolling all of us, or distinct possibility, or some higher up, who knows which one, is an idiot. Uh, was probably <laughs> warned and then just was like, no, it's not a big deal. The title of tomorrow's episode is Between Two Fires. No way. And we're like, if there is not a scene where somebody is interviewing somebody awkwardly (laughs) between two plants. I've already got this sorted. So it's going to be Fergus, because, you know, he has his newspaper. I don't know whether or not he does in the book, but in the movie, in the movie, in the show, but he does in the book, so it's canon. He is, he's got two ferns <laughs> in the wilderness, the North Carolina wilderness, and he's sitting on a stump, and right. then he goes, welcome, Milo, to between two ferns. <laughs> and Jamie goes, fires? No ferns. And then Jamie looks around, and he's like, where's, where's my publicist? 
<laughs> so they obviously don't know between two ferns, but just think about it the entire time you watch the Julie, episode. Please. You just gave me a little bit of like a like a shame flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I won't, I won't name names. I forgot. Uh, but I have uh, I forgot. talked to a person in the Outlander cast who, when I started talking, very clearly started looking around for his publicist. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. Uh, the person in question had been drinking and did not feel that they should be doing interviews. Mm -hmm. It was a completely reasonable reason to not want to talk to a member of the press. Um, but I asked a question and watched this person go, um, Narration, looking around awkwardly and desperately, like this. Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's real. I felt it in my soul. I felt it in my soul. It was oh, it was rough. Anyway, sorry. Okay, so, I didn't so, even think about title card. Okay, so, here we go. So behind the unopened door, right? Title card. Keys the, uh, hit the, the rough hewn table. Behind the unopened door. The unopened door. The unopened door. Boom. And then, and then you hear. Because that's what they're doing. Makes in the background. Oh. There, there, it's a little refrain. They put a little. They just put a little. I feel like you guys are avoiding the story. <laughs> we totally are. We tell, I mean, we're also a little bit like high on our own supply at the moment. Like all these people are here. Right. It's great. We're feeling it. All right. So, fade out. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it does fade out. It does. The title card fades out. Yeah. And then uh, I've been watching the show for a while, y'all. <laughs> and then fade up. It's morning. It's a beautiful North Carolina rolling vista. There's a little bit of mist. Yes, deep in the holler. Mm. And that word is real, so <laughs> blow me if you don't like it. And we see Jamie. Walking oh. up to his palace. Walking up to the fucking... No, he's outside of his palace, just out front. But he's shirtless. But the unnecessary shirtless. staircase. Shirtless. One more time, shirtless. And he is... Um, Fucking one of the things, it's a stupid trope, but I fucking love it, and I will watch it every time. He's chopping some wood. Yeah. You know what my favorite trope is? Can I tell you my favorite trope? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, we have to share the same bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. my favorite. Oh, my God, we, but we hate each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Enemies hate lovers is another good one, but I'm, I'm very partial to it. I oh, hate no, you, we but have I have to share it. this stupid hotel room with you. And then yeah. I'll sleep on the floor. No, that's not necessary. Just stay on your side of the bed. Just the tip. This is the progression. This is the progression. What's What's Jamie doing with that firewood? Oh wait, hold on. But you see, you gotta give us room to room to spread out. Well, I mean, yeah. Jamie and the firewood, they have to share the same bed. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. No problem getting wood over there. Oh, no. Oh. Come on. Come on, you guys. I know that that was low-hanging oak, but I did it. Well, I, it, it's better that than the overly sappy. <laughs> Stupid bitch. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Okay, so I set this up. Who walks out of the gate of the palace? Uh, when we say palace, we mean the big house. By the way, a whole bunch of people are really defensive of the big house on the Facebook page. Yeah, they're like, it's not too fancy. And I'm like, he needed a Dremel for it's those not, It's not too fancy for now. Right, right. But, it's, but it is definitely too, too, too fancy, fancy like, for then and like, that place. There are definitely people that are sleeping under like six big pine boughs on like one single fur because they spent the last nine months taking a chisel and carving out the fucking woodworking <laughs> fucking panels. Fucking wainscoting. Like, uh, so anyway. 
So out on the porch Just comes. Think, think of your tenants. Walks Claire. Claire. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting I'm getting you to your first entry. <laughs> Claire walks out onto the big screened-in front porch, complete with ceiling fans. <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing a white apron that is. <laughs> and, then the, and the camera pans over, and we see that Marsley is just pulling a cord. Repeatedly. Yes. <laughs> That's why she's there. She's just running the fans. God, she's the best. And um, Claire walks out. She looks up. She gazes upon her hot piece and smiles kind of distractedly while she wipes blood off of her hands onto her white apron. Okay. Please take it over. Uh, Then she calls down the unnecessary staircase. (laughs) Jamie, I finished the tonsillectomy? Anybody a doctor? Is that right? Tonsillectomy. I finished the tonsil surgery on young Beardley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I need to go make some penicillin. Uh, would you care to join me? And J- Jamie looks up and there's sweat just like all over him and he is definitely glistening and the sun is definitely hitting him just right. Ooh. And he wipes his brow. You get to see a little bit of the armpit hair. (laughs) And then he's like, I can't do the Scottish accent, so I'm just going to try to sound like a dumb guy. (laughs) I don't know that I'd be much help. Period. While he's just looking hot. And then he drops the axe, boom, and it lands perfectly in the um, stump that he's been chopping on. It just sticks straight. And you're like, I bet you could. And then he uh, starts walking up the unnecessary staircase to Claire's surgery. Uh, They walk into the surgery, and Josiah Beardsley is there just passed out, like slowly drooling blood (laughs) into a tiny, finely wrought stoneware cup. Yeah, somebody made that. Just like this big, just for blood drooling. Meanwhile, no one has planted any grain. Uh, <laughs> just right out of his mouth. He is out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie says, how will you help him fight the wee beasties? And Claire says, well, that's what the penicillin is for. If you come this way, I will show you what I need to do. And they uh, walk. Some of this is in the book stuff, but whatever. You don't know it's a spoiler. Now nope. you do. No. Fuck. Don't care. It's fine. Don't care. Um. So she walks into another room where there are um, there are some big blocks of blue cheese. Ugh, my nightmare. And <laughs> she says, we're, we're going to have to take out, we're looking for the blue parts. We want the blue parts to see if we can create a, a, a glaze to put over his wound uh, so I don't just have him drinking straight alcohol, which will definitely kill him eventually. But first, why don't we have sex? Yay! In the cheese room. And, and in the cheese cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which the, uh, every home has one, especially a well on the frontier. Duh. Right? Duh. Like, they're home climate controlled. They need a cheese cave. It's right next obviously. to the humidor. Like... <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone is terrified they're going to starve all winter long. And the whiskey tastes like shit. But the cheesecake. (laughs) The cheesecake is real. So um, Jamie says, what about young Beardsley? He's right there. And Claire says, he won't be up for hours. You, meanwhile, could be up right now. (laughs) 
And then, like, really, how deep do we want to go into this description of the boning? Like, they bone. Well, we they, all they know start what it looks kissing. like. They, no, because this is one of the things we wanted people to fill in the blanks for. Okay, yes, yes. They start kissing, and then Jamie picks her up by the haunches, as yeah. one does, mm-hmm. and places her on top of a... Somebody come up here. Somebody come up here. On top of a what? You have to say it into the microphone. Wedge. <laughs> he places, a wedge of cheese. He places her finger on the cheese. On a wedge of cheese. Jamie doped the penicillin. Over to you, boss. <laughs> and then they make a hot grilled cheese. I, don't, I really don't know where to go with that. Um, it's clear that they bone. Um, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable talking about the boning. I don't know why. Why? It's new. It's new. It's because I have to make it up, and it's not something that I saw. Okay. Well, let me put it this way. It's a. Mo- it's another montage, right? Okay. Like we're cutting. We're cutting. We're cutting. Okay. Right. Right. This is where boning montage comes in. Some of the Perfect. things we see. Perfect. There is like definitely like a like some biting, right? Oh. Definitely biting. <laughs> I like that. Every, all the women are like yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's a, 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 maybe like a, like a turn around, face the wall situation. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. And there's also probably a hand up the back into the back of the hair and a slight pull down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's good. Uh, there's a shot of Jamie's scar is on his back. Oh, yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. There's always a scar shot. We gotta get to Cornish in. We gotta get to Cornish in the game. And then, and then Claire's hand comes up and like rubs down it and it's covered a little bit in cheese. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they're eating yeah. blue cheese while they're, they're feed- doing yeah, it. Yeah, they're feeding each other. Uh, oh, feeding each other. He's right. They're, they're feeding, feeding each other. Yeah. I've been writing this column for the takeout called What Food Didn't They Eat on The Bachelor This Week? Um, and they feed each other fucking anything. They'll be like, first of all, the, I'm sorry. I know. It's another commercial break. They just fucked a lot. We get a commercial break. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You got to bring us all, back down. Somehow this adult man, he is 28 years old. He lives in California adult. where there is a lot of fucking takeout. He has no excuse. This adult man who in this most recent episode said the sentence straight face, total straight face, said, I just, I feel it. My wife is in this hangar because they were in an airplane hangar because he's a pilot. My wife is in this hangar. Anyway, uh, he didn't. He not only had never had crab rangoon, he didn't know what it was. Crab rangoon. So he and the girl he dumped this week, spoiler, fed each other like, like this. Crab rangoon. Arms crossed. I'm not gonna like that because I don't need anything between me and my crab rangoon. No, I'm like you don't know what it is. It's terrible. Don't ever try it. Oh, I know. Oh, this yeah, is we're what just you tr- tell the bachelor so that you, like, can you can eat, eat them all. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You've never had this before. It's a. It's I don't a, think you'd like it. It's a major red I don't flag. Think you'd like so it. you just say, "Don't do it." I uh, think it's, it's an acquired taste, <laughs> and you have not acquired that taste yet. So, why don't you just go ahead and put those over here? Acquire yeah. this taste. I'm Ooh. still thinking about the sex montage. Okay, cool. So we're back. Yes. Uh, and we're now someplace else. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Let's Alice's well, pick up here. They're now in the in the master bedroom. There's pizza here. Yeah, so if you want pizza, Please go feel grab free some. to go get pizza. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're now in the master bedroom, and um, Claire is sitting in that giant, beautiful tub that they own, despite the fact that everyone is definitely going to starve. How did they get it in there? Um, Marsley. <laughs> <laughs> they strapped it to her back. And she's still on the porch with the fan. Yeah, she's still turning the fan. Well, no, there was also a fan in the cheese cave. That's how they keep it cool. So she was just closing her eyes and thinking of England. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so they're they're in the the master bedroom, mm-hmm. and Jamie is gently, so gently, washing the blue cheese out of Claire's hair. Mm, that's gross. And, and he says, um, "Tomorrow I must leave. It's time to begin the hunt for Marta." Mm-hmm. And what does Claire say? Claire says, "Oh, Jamie." What are we going to do? You know you must be on one side of this war. And not the wrong one. I don't know if you know this, but I came from the future. <laughs> and I know who wins. Right now you're playing a very dangerous game. Beware and be careful with Murta. He loves you so. And then flashback. Ooh, okay. Jamie, Jamie in his mind. There he is, five years old, looking at his dead mom. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Alan. And by the way, that means it is definitely Sophie Skelton playing that part. So Sophie Skelton is laying there. Right. And then bigger hair. And then hand, a big masculine hand wraps around his tiny little baby bony shoulder right next to the crunchy ass stupid wig and just kind of pats him very kindly and the baby looks up and there it is Murtaugh but like 22 years old and as he looks up he looks into that not at all weathered extremely glowy peach is in cream complexion face and says can I have a bus sketch <laughs> and Marta, without a word reaches into his sporin and pulls one out <laughs> and young Jamie just starts <laughs> And the crumbs fall into his hair, and then one tear falls down his cheek. Oh! And then Murtaugh nods at him and takes his hand, and they walk out into the field. And we have the lovely scene where he tells him, Young Jamie, I know you don't know this, but I really, really had a hard-on for your mom. <laughs> and I told her I would love her forever. I loved her so much, I made these bracelets out of boar tusks for her, which means Tusk! I, I, had to kill, I had to kill a pig first. A wild pig. Please think about that for a minute, five-year-old Jamie. We haven't done Tusk in a long time. That was I killed good. a boar in Reno <laughs> just to make him into bracelets. So, that was good. Please note that any sacrifice I can make for you is but a wee drop in the bucket of my love for your dead mom. And, he, and then he, we flash back to the present and he just, the same tear runs down J- the same Jamie's. Tear. Yeah. And then he looks at Claire and he says, can I have a basket? <laughs> She reaches down into the tub and pulls one out and gnaws. <laughs> <laughs> and he gnaws on it, sadly. Yeah. Um, cut to the the cabin, mm-hmm. which I feel, again, I need to say in the book, is a very rough one-room structure mm-hmm. uh, with, like, a very rough door and, like, leather over the windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow. We're killing it. Yeah, we are. Um I didn't account for the commercials, though. My bad. That's okay. <laughs> uh, and it's, uh, it is a, a modest domicile. Mm-hmm. Not so much here. Anyway. No. <laughs> no. Um, Brianna is, uh, is taking care of Jimmy. She's changing the diaper. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Sorry. That was personal editorial feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really. And uh, Roger comes in with, like, brambles in his hair, and he's mm-hmm. all scratched up. He's got some mud on his face. You know, oh, shit. That big disgrace. <laughs> you're hitting You're hitting my shit. Oh, I, well, that was unintentional. <laughs> no, I love it. I love a dirty man. I love yeah, it. Yeah, but in this case, it's, it's more like he's covered with a fine sheen of, of failure. 
Oh. And he's gone out hunting and gathering and come back mostly empty-handed. Right, because he doesn't know how to do that. So Brianna says, what did you find? (laughs) I'm sorry, what did you find? (laughs) Shady. I I just, I love her. It's not a great accent. And uh, he, he just looks at her and drops his head and then pulls out from behind him this hunting bag, and it's empty. He turns it upside down, and for comedic effect, just drops the empty bag on the ground. And then he reaches into his other pocket, and he pulls out a, a, a weather-beaten... A what? To the car! Oh, yes. He okay. pulls out a... I'll start, because I okay. already said one of the words. Yeah. A weathered... Piece. Of? Taffy. <laughs> Brianna... Looked... At it. And said, wow. Uh, Roger, you did great. I think Taffy is so delicious. Yay. I respect you. So much. And tomorrow we will go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> I think that's it, right? Like, nope. we don't. Nope. We got 30 more seconds. Oh, Keep my God. Going. Roger laughs. <laughs> then says, Bree, you can't go to. Pizza Hut. Because it is not in this reality. <laughs> okay, now we're good. However, oh. if we get to a city, we can order a pig and a <laughs> blanket. <laughs> Delicious. I think. Uh, okay, I'm into that here. We did a good job. We did a good job. She says, "He, sorry, it's still Roger. He says, I know how you like a pig in a blanket. And then he kind of smiles sheepishly, and she smiles sheepishly. Let's try saying that ten times. And then they start making out. And then she pulls away from him and says, I know I'd like this pig in my blanket. And Roger kind of half smiles, you know, that thing where like one side of the mouth goes up. He's so cute. And he's got the dirt all over him. And then all of a sudden in my mind, I'm hearing Chim Chim Cheri. And oh, wait, where are we? (laughs) (laughs) I shared something a little deep there. Uh, Julie, there's absolutely no one who listens to the podcast who is not aware that we both have the hots for Bert from Mary Poppins. Am I wrong? (sighs) I feel like this is well documented. Dirty man. I mean. (laughs) Dirty Bert. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Mm, commercial break. Uh, commercial break. <laughs> it, cuts, it cuts away. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it thank cuts you. away um, from them walking towards their tiny little straw bed because it's not a big goose down bed, right? And it cuts away, and now we're in commercial break. Go. Um, 
We like a dirty man. Oh, you set me up. Yeah. So Bert and Mary Poppins were definitely fucking. Duh. Uh, if this really has not, maybe it was just in any way, Patty. No, we talked about it. Bert and I've Mary talked Poppins about it were definitely times. fucking. It is so ambiguous, intentionally ambiguous. There's all that sexual tension. They just sort of don't ever touch, but you can tell there's a relationship. He's very deferential. She is 100% a dom. <laughs> it. They. They are for sure fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, also, young Dick Van Dyke is a stone cold. Stone nibble. cold. Fuck. He's so hot. So is young Julie Andrews. Yes. Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. Like the hot quotient in that movie is off the charts. So I think because when I was a child, yeah. let's say five, a six years old, full of sugar. Yes. Hey. Hey. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I was watching that movie. It was my favorite movie when I was a little kid, and I I really didn't know that how much that seeing the dirty handsome man was really gonna just like stick with me for life yeah so dirty bird for Step life in time, bitch. Step in time. Uh, i also have a soft spot for um fucking skinny too slightly too short pants stripey blazer i need a glorious die bright as a morning in my love i fucking love that shit Give me a man dancing with a penguin. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Ooh, give me a bitch floating around with her umbrella. Mm-hmm. Put him on carousel horses and let him ride. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. All right, and we're back from commercial. Wow. That, that was a very co- specific. That was a commercial <laughs> for a commercial because I. That was a commercial for dirty men. No. <laughs> Please. Uh, and, I'll buy and it. And women who are practically perfect in every way. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, we are. Uh, okay, so where do we open back up? We this have time? a hard on for every gender. Mm hmm. We Just open so up we're clear. on a uh, a car. What? We see a car. Oh, through the windshield. And then the camera pulls back, and we're in the seedy streets of 1960 Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the... We're in Southie. We're in Southie. We're definitely in Southie. Because he had to get far enough away from the campus to where he wouldn't run into people who recognized him. He's a little bit tipsy, and he pulls up to a bank. It's nighttime, mm-hmm. much like in Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Why do they go to the bank at night? I don't know. Why Heist. are people still there? I know even less. Why do those bankers not have lives? Anyway, Frank pulls up to a bank. Mm-hmm. He stumbles out. He walks into the bank. It's open because if you're a rich white man, everything's always open. Yeah. He walks in. He goes down a like a dark corridor to a room full of small safety deposit boxes. He pulls out a key, opens, mm-hmm. and in, ooh, nice. Yes, it is, it's an old key. <laughs> he opens, it's a big safety deposit box. He opens the safety deposit box. Mm. He pulls out a leather-bound journal, unlined, kind of rustic looking. Mm-hmm. Maybe like just there's a chance somebody might want it to travel in time. <laughs> he sits down at a desk. He opens it, and he begins writing, Dearest Brianna. I'm so sorry <laughs> about everything. Everything, yes, <laughs> about everything. I'm just so sorry. I wish we could have had more time together, but I just wanted to let you know one thing. <laughs> Your father <laughs> is uh, uh, going to make the wrong decision I read, a, I read a muster roll this week that shows him on the side of the British. I need you to warn him, if your mother hasn't already, that history will prove him wrong. I know you love him, and I know he loves you too. 
and I love you very much. Goodbye, Bree. And then he writes, P.S. By the way, this is Dad. <laughs> uh, and in case you're wondering how I knew to write you these journals, all 69 of them, I found your name in the paper. And then a little painting of you. It seems that at some point you travel back to meet your father and to see your mother who also travels back in time. I'm guessing I'm dead. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? But they're back there and you are too. And it looks like you're doing portraits by commission. I'm so proud of you. Uh, please, just don't get pregnant. It seems like a really shitty time to have babies. <laughs> Be safe. I love you so much. This is dad. Smiley face. Heart shape. Yes. Smiley face. Love dad. <laughs> and then he, in true Tobias Menzies style, kind of does that like, and like one jerk up. But then this line, only the one on the left looks like it froze just a little bit deeper. And he's got a true kindness and sadness in his eyes as he kind of drunkenly stumbles and pushes the thing back into the deposit box and fumbles with the lock. And he puts him in his blazer jacket and stumbles out to the car. And then he turns to the camera and says, I bet you're wondering how I got here. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Well, I was just a man trying to raise my daughter. Yes. <laughs> daughter. And I'm... One, one like W O N, O N E, one. One day, I'm cheating. Oh, one one day. day, day. Thought, I would find James Malcolm <laughs> Reynolds. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I put I put the Galti in the ground. Okay. JK, I'm actually looking for love. <laughs> oh man. Okay, in this fucked place, I traveled home in my car just car sorry car just like always to see a movie <laughs> at home whatever okay dada what <laughs> yeah created the nothingness of my existence. <laughs> Compte Saint Bernard? I don't know. I Germain. 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 Yeah. Was a prophet Ooh. and a charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> but he couldn't not 
fine. B. A. Time traveler. Yay. Fucking got there. That was a minute. So Frank has told us that Saint Germain was a time traveler. Uh, yeah, I bet <laughs> you wonder to the camera. I bet you wonder why I'm here. <laughs> Count Saint Germain is a time traveler. <laughs> Goodbye. And then he just runs his car directly into an oak tree. So then, oh, no. <laughs> whatever. But, I just made it happen. But, but as the car is speeding towards the oak tree, mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, I know. Uh, we see a flashback. Frank goes into the bank vault and standing there with a smug look on his hot fucking face is Count Saint Germain, otherwise known as James Malcolm Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) Nice save. Thank you. Thank you. And he says, Hello, Mm -hmm. Mr. Randall, Mm -hmm. I believe we have an acquaintance in common. Your wife! (laughs) (laughs) And then for no reason, he fluffs out his tails just because they're there. And then we go to a commercial break. Commercial break. I want to talk for just a second in this commercial break. That was so much fun. I had sort of forgotten... it's amazing because it's not like I like looked at a picture before we got here. I didn't think, man, we got to get the Comcenter Man in this shit, right? But then I was like, oh, that would be fun. That would be a fun thing to previously on. And now I have spent a pretty significant percentage of the time we've been talking just remembering how fucking beautiful that guy is. Yeah, he's hot. Jesus Christ, he's the original coin face, like yeah. Dick Fox pre coin face coin face. Mm-hmm. What a profile. Mm-hmm. And his name is something like Stephen Weber, right? It's something that sounds like super American. Yeah. yeah. He was smoking hot. Yeah. Hot. Just hot. And he was so good. He was so good. Okay. So we've done both of our one word things. We're in the Count St. Germain section. Those were fun. We Those have, were really good. Thank you, I like guys. That game. Yes, that was great. <laughs> we have 15 minutes left to wrap it up. Okay. That's the mm-hmm. I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> Frank and Comte Saint Germain? Well, I, just, I like the idea of him like, time traveling and somehow like, winding up. And I think that's a fan yeah. theory, right? That's, I, I know I that. Yeah. But the fact of him showing well, up in like, Boston. Because like his Monsieur Raymond is basically confirmed that he's yeah. a time yeah. traveler, but there's a theory that... Co- and E.T. No, wait, does he... Somebody... Who else has read the fuck novellas? Somebody has. I thought you talked once that in the novellas... I think in the novella, he is a time traveler. Because yeah. I haven't read all the novellas. I've read most of the novellas. I'm in the middle of book six. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, they're a struggle. They're good. They're good. They're good. They're a struggle. And we're back. And we're back. So... Cut to whatever the closest town is. What do we still have to do? What was in our previous Hold on. We're get, we're, I'm about to bring two Great. together. Do it. We cut to whatever the closest town is to Fraser's Ridge. Podunk, North Carolina. That's what we'll call it. Podunk. There's pigs in the street. No. The street is made of mud. None of the houses look pretty. Because they've all been busy building the big house. Right. Yeah. Because they don't have enough time. Yeah. And all of a sudden we see a rickety wagon pull up and from the side we see two pristine white stockings in men's buckled shoes hit the ground. Oh Boom. shit. Boom. Those shoes. And then those <laughs> shoes. And then the camera pans up to a fucking well appointed waistcoat. But it looks time appropriate, so it's obviously somebody who did their work. And we see Dick Fox. Dick Fox has come to Fraser's Ridge. Please take it out. Take he it over. Around. Mm-hmm. He looks sn- around. Oh, sorry, to Podunk. He sniffs. <laughs> <laughs> Pig shit. 
Ugh, Zutalor. I cannot believe I must come here. Why could they not relocate to Paris? There, there are women. There is wine. There is also men. I definitely like them both. <laughs> and yet I stand here in this rough place, all because Claire Fraser has my jewel. Oh. So he goes into... She does, bitch. This is accurate. This is straight from the books. <laughs> so he sniffs again and then turns around and notices a tavern. What's the name of the tavern? Murta's Place. Oh, no, no, no. Shit. It can't be called Murta's Place. That's the... No, uh, the, the grapefruit peel. Oh, it is called <laughs> The Oasis. Hey! <laughs> Thank you, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks in the door, and there's like three people, and one of them looks up and looks at him and then looks back at their drink. Everybody's so tired from building a certain house. <laughs> but we notice that the light that's streaming in through the windows and also off of the wax-dripping metal chandeliers covered in candles that are definitely going to burn down the joint at some point, not at Rogers Park's find the Oasis, no. a place that despite the fact that there are infrequently <laughs> fire alarms from the floors above is always just fine. <laughs> Once, twice in one night, somebody on ab up above. We had to evacuate this we bar. Had to, we had to evacuate this bar twice. It is so great that we stood across the street in winter and waited to be able to go back in both times in the same evening. Yes. <laughs> the Oasis. Come for the beer, stay for the company. Aww. Right? Is yeah, that good? I, I like it. So here we have Count Sedgerman in the oh, but the light, oasis. the light from the windows and also the the chandeliers that are fire traps are shining down on a gleaming white head of pristine <gasps> hair from the back sitting at the bar just drinking Slow away his sip. sorrows. Perfect, perfect. And uh, Count Sedgerman walks up to the bar, sits down next to the white-haired stranger, and looks to his right and notices right away who it is. It's Murtaugh Fitzgibbons. And he knows who Murtaugh is. Oh, France. And Murtaugh has already smelled the frog behind him. <laughs> so he's ready. And he has a quip that I don't have yet, but I will if I keep drawing this out. Wait, Allison has one. No, I'm going to set you up. Okay. Okay. Uh, Murtaugh says... I think you might have got lost on the way to the Eiffel Tower. No, that was about <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though. I think you might have got lost on the way to Versailles. Mm -hmm. Aren't you worried about... Syphilis? Yeah. And then Comte-Saint-Germain says, Oh, Mr. Monsieur Fesquibins. Yes, you have not changed. Your legs remain quite shapely. Your hair remains needing conditioner. And your disposition remains happy. <laughs> and Murtaugh can't help it. He kind of smiles a little. Hmm. It's been a long time oh since... Oh my God, am I shipping Murtaugh? Yes, <laughs> don't you remember? We are. This Here we go. Is, it's happening. It's happening. This is happening. I mean, he just got dumped. He just got dumped. Oh, mm -hmm. 
And he smiles a little. It's been a long time since somebody really complimented his legs. And he's very it's proud of his legs. It's been a while. It's been, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Since somebody complimented his legs. And he, it's a really, it's a point of pride. It's been a while. There we go. It's, I was trying to do, I was trying to do French. It's, it's, it's been, hey, how do you say it's been a while in French? Il y a longtemps. Il y a longtemps. As the song. So nice. close. Um, and then Marta looks up, gives a signal to the proprietor of the bar. We'll call her Michelle Yandra. Yeah. Michelle Yandra nods, grabs the other two drunks, and throws them out the front door. Looks behind her, closes the door, locks it. And you hear her shout, don't break anything. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful in there. I'll be back in an hour. That's what she says. (laughs) I'm ordering pizza. (laughs) From a pizza hut. (laughs) And some pigs and blankets. And then Count Saint-Germain takes one look at Marta, looks around, sees the surroundings takes his well-appointed, beautifully shod arm and just clears the bar. (laughs) Glass goes everywhere. Too bad he made a mess. Micheline is going to be pissed. But as he does it, Murta is, like, smiling. You know, it's a little comely. Mm -hmm. It's a little, like, come hither, right? Mm -hmm. And when the comp clears the bar, Murta's at his throat with the dirt. Ooh! Do you care to tell me why you've traveled across an ocean and, if I'm not mistaken, through space and time (laughs) to come here and make uh, amorous advances in my direction? If I did not know better, I would say you are after something more than my gentler parts. Good. Oh my god. So, surprised, <laughs> the Frenchman yeah. looks at him and says, You are right. I can't do it. Tell me where Claire is. See, now that sounds Scottish. Tell me where I can find one mistress Fraser. Thank you. Le Dom Blanche. Le Dom Blanche. Thank you. Thank you. Great she assist. has uh, something that belongs to me. But. Sir, Monsieur, <laughs> so do you. Oh! <laughs> and then they straight up start making out, <laughs> like right we there. Hear, because Bear McCurry has a sense of humor. We hear banjos <laughs> kick up, and they are playing banjos. But then the comes wig comes straight off. But that's okay, because underneath he has the exact same haircut as this wig, and it's beautiful. Uh, and the banjos strike up, and they are playing Pony by Genuine. Yes. Count Centurion makes sweet, sweet love on the bar. It's great. Full body shots. We we are actually surprised we see so much. You know what? I cannot believe us. The audacity of us that we are bringing the storyline into existence. And I love Berta, and I am glad we are talking about him. But how dare we insert a queer storyline and not involve Lord John Gray? I know. Wait. (laughs) 
all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we hear we hear wagon wheels outside, and then a loud knock at the door, and then steps, and then running, and then boom, and the door flies open, and from behind is just white light, but we can tell that profile from 400 miles away, and it is Coinface. <laughs> and he says, "Gentlemen, I see you're already acquainted." <laughs> and slowly takes off his jacket and hangs it up on the wall. (laughs) And then he gets in there. He turns to Murta and he says, I've spent a long time wishing we had a word for this particular ability, but I feel strongly that men of my disposition can sense other men of the same disposition. There isn't a technology yet that would mirror it, so it can't be gaydar. Instead, we'll call it gay scrying. <laughs> gay scroll. Gay, gay astronomy. Gay astronomy. Gaytography. Uh, oh, I like gaytography. Gay. Gaytomancy. <laughs> Gatography. Gatography. <laughs> I sense that we might be of a similar bent, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Thank you, Janine. I sense we might be of a similar bent. I never thought to act on it because you were involved with Mistress Jocasta, and I have a raging emotional boner. Sorry, raging emotional cock stand. Ooh, that's fancy. Your godson. However, if you have no objection, I should like to join the party already in progress. (laughs) And reader, he does. Sweet. Slow fade to a commercial. You guys... We need, we need, we need a beer after that one. I fucking hate, man. I did not know we were gonna go to Murtaugh, Count Saint Germain, and Lord fucking John. Dick Fox. Fucking dickfucks. Jesus Christ. each other. Why? I'm, I'm kind of excited about God it. God damn. Yeah. So <laughs> you want some more beer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really do. All right, we got to bring it in for a landing now. Oh, well, God. but also we gotta involve some more people. Well, we're gonna do this. Is gonna be. Oh yeah, we do. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do this quick. This is gonna be like a fast and loose section. So we come back from commercial, and there's Claire, and she's still picking the blue bits of blue out of her cheese. hair. <laughs> okay, out of her hair, and also out of the cheese, like with like oh. little improvised bamboo tweezers. <laughs> When suddenly there's a knock on the door, she opens it and sees... Somebody come up. Anybody. Anyone. Tori. Mm -mm. (laughs) That's a big no. I think we're going to have to bring it in for a landing. We're Sully. We're bringing it in. We're We're going to land it on the Hudson. Oh, fine. God sent your man. There he is. Is he wearing his wig or no wig? No way. Oh, it's a shovel. I like the shoveled wig. Yeah. Bedhead. Bedhead wig. Barhead and wig. And he looks at Claire and says, You have friends who talk in their sleep. Oh! <laughs> and then he pulls out a flask of something. Claire readies herself to fight, and then he just punches her right in the face. <laughs> Why did he pull out a flask? He just, because he's going to drug her. That's oh. his MO, right? So he sucker punches her out. She doesn't even have a chance to yell for Jamie. She passes down. She falls down on the ground. He rolls her over and pours the contents of the flask into her mouth. 
Oh. Wow. He got he got rude. I mean, he's always been rude. He smooths back his hair, mm, and he says, If I were a jewel that detects the presence of poison, where would I be? Claire's like, no. No. Loser, I, I don't. that in case... My daughter wishes to travel in time. I have to keep it. I won't tell. What is this potion you gave me? I just have the desire to tell you everything, all the truths. First of all, I'm from the future. (laughs) Yes, Mistress Fraser, I knew that. My first question is very important. Wait, what? You... You too? Oh, crap. I went to Boston. How you say? Boston. I met your late husband. Uh, Frank? I'm, I may have cut his brake line. <gasps> oh, oh, Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ. Now, Mrs. You Quaker, piece of shit. The person kicks in slowly. You have limited time. Uh, and I have many uh, questions. My first and most important question is this. Mm. Do you think Myrta likes me, likes me? <laughs> or does he just like me? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Myrta? I speak of the carnal arts, but also of the movement of the heart. Do you believe Mr. Myrta Fitzgibbons could ever give his girl to me? I did not see that coming. Correct, <laughs> correct, is that correct? I Thank you, thank you. I, you know, I don't know. He's a... Uh, sh- sure, sure. Uh, thank you. I, uh, thank you. I appreciate this very much. Second question. Okay. Mr. <laughs> Monsieur Lord John Gray. Mm. Do you think he likes me? Likes me? <laughs> or does he just <laughs> like me? Decidedly like likes. Uh, I believe his heart though belongs to another. He's given his he has given his curl to your curl. Oh I know I'm under the influence of this wretched poison you've poured down my throat, but I have to admit that that was amazing wordplay. Merci. Merci beaucoup, Mistress Frazier. It is true he does love Jamie very much. An agreement was made. They remain close. I remain on the outside, kind of disapprovingly looking in. (laughs) It seems to me you are missing a golden opportunity. Why not enjoy both? This is what we call a menage a trois. (laughs) If I might suggest modifying this formula, you could also consider a menage a quatre. With me, I'm talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) I... I got it. I got it. I, I just... I don't find myself sexually attracted to you, per se. You did try to kill me once. I need to remind you, you are under the influence of a potion uh. that makes you tell the truth. Oh, and I can see right. your eyelids twitching. And also, I've seen myself in the mirror. What do you mean you're not attracted to me? <laughs> oh, you're right. You're smoking hot. Yes. Oui. Yes. Yes, I would. But wait, why are you here? I, I need two things from you. <laughs> Mademoiselle... No, Madame Frazier. Mm. La Dame Blanche. <laughs> I need the return of my jewel that tells when there is poison in a beverage. 
Mm. You have it. I no. wish it back. I believe you hit it in the bustle of your bat suit when you traveled in time. I don't have it. Uh, that is item. Uh. Uh. Deux. Item deux. <laughs> I What is going on? need to return to, if not my time, some other time. There is too much mud here and too many hearts to be broken. These men are beautiful, but they do not bathe. <laughs> I wish to give my heart to one with better, how you say, hygiene. Will you tell me, is there a stone circle hereabouts? Uh, yes. Yes, there is. It's not... It's actually only 20 yards that way. We built the house here on purpose in case I ever had to go back. Uh, oh, here's the jewel. Miss Fraser, I have one more question. Oh, God! You will wake up and feel just fine. Do not worry. My final question is this. Did you know your husband knew you traveled in time? Did you know he wrote many, many, how you say, journals <laughs> with what you call emojis at the end of each entry? Frank would never, Frank would never oh, use an emoji. And I, if I am to leave you with one thing, it is not the hangover that will result from the truth potion. Oh. And it is not the knowledge that I have had carnal relations with uh, just about everyone you know. <laughs> And it is not the lingering image of my striking visions which you have finally admitted you find attractive. True. It is this. Your late husband knew everything. He told you nothing. He told your daughter nothing. And he found the day of your death and did not even tell you that. So ask yourself, Mistress Frazier, what kind of wife were you? And now I make my exit. Damn! Au revoir, Mistress Frazier. Until we meet again in another time, as we will. And there will be flying automobiles. Everyone is always promising the flying car. It won't happen. I have seen it. Oh. And a slow pull back from the big house. We see North Carolina and its mists. And the credits roll. Yay! <laughs> hey, that was fun. Allison, your count says your man was on fire. Jesus. And, and like a, on I fire. I guess I connect to like, a, How do you like say a hot dick. On fire in French. Un feu. Un feu. Un feu. Man, that was pretty good. Neil's yelling, oh, uh, By the way, at this point, I want to acknowledge... What? Someone said my name? No. Uh, at so, I want to acknowledge that at some point after we recorded the last episode... Some, uh, if you're not listening on Patreon, you'll be hearing this later, so sorry for the news that you already know. But um, someone identified the gentleman who makes the first oath to Jamie as Isaiah Morton, a character from the books. Who we However, refer to as Fonf. We will Fergus still be calling him Fonf. <laughs> because it is too fun to say. Fonf. So he's, he's Isaiah Morton. We might use his name sometime, but Fonf. Fergus looking motherfucker. Fonf. 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 Mm -hmm. Fonf. So. Mm -hmm. um, 
that's it. Yeah, that I think was awesome. we did pretty well. I think it was okay. For not having any plans, I think it, it went pretty good. I mean, good. we stumbled a lot. I mean, a little, but whatever. We did not have to use our safe words. We didn't use either. Does anybody know what our safe words were? Okay, the first one was if you were drowning, right? Like, we got to... Like, I, gotta, I don't know what to say. I got to get out of this. this. Help me get out of this. It would be oh. Count Saint Germain. No, no, so Fergus, that's right, saying... Fergus saying, sacre bleu! <laughs> and then the other one was if we just needed to kill it, just like, like this is over. It, it was, if the bit was not working and we needed to escape, um, then the cue to end the episode was going to be Fergus entering and saying, Milo, I have important news! Blackout. <laughs> <laughs> so those were our safe words, and we did not have to use them. In fact, Fergus didn't really show up. Mila, well, he, between two fails. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry. That was more. I was just talking shit. That was yeah. a commercial. All right, I guess that's it. That is it. We're gonna have to, um, That was great. You know what? Take a minute because I've got to pull up our Patreon list. Okay. Just see see if there are questions because we like to do this at live shows. See if okay. anybody has questions while I grab my computer. Does anyone have a question while Allison's trying to do some tech shit have behind me? Have questions. It's fun. Come on. Anybody? Somebody ask a question. What's Outlander? Uh, thank you, Jimmy. Man, that's the that's... funniest thing that's happened all day. <laughs> Literally the funniest thing that's happened all day, and I've been up here the whole fucking time. Uh, our friend Jimmy, Ruth's husband, uh, just asked, without a doubt, very honestly, uh, what's Outlander? I love it all the time. Yes, I love it. I what love an it. experience that would be. Yeah, so he kn- he knows it's a show. Uh, Outlander is uh, based on a... We don't actually have to answer this. I'm going to. Oh, gosh. Because I haven't read the book, so I'm going to see if my answer is good. I want to see if it pleases the fandom. Um, it's based on a very popular series of novels by a woman named Diana Gabaldon about a British woman named Claire... Uh, well, who would you call her at the beginning? Claire Randall? Claire Randall, who uh, mistakenly touches a dick rock in travel suit time and finds her one true love in the past and then has to keep going back to the past to get that sweet, sweet ginger dick. <laughs> I, did, I think I got it accurate that's from legit? everybody. That's, yeah, like, yeah. that's the books yeah. right there. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. And there are like 10 of them, and they're all like three inches thick. So I'm just saying she's got a real fixation on this guy's wiener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of dicks. Yeah. Oh God. Oh no. Oh, that's okay. Uh, a friend of the show, Scotty Caldwell, said that she was watching Outlander and her roommate came home and said, is this the Witcher? Which is a very appropriate conversation. And I would like to toss a coin to your roommate. Because that's a good question. That's pretty good. I'm sorry, okay. that song is oh. like bangs. Oh, I love it. It's really good. You know what? It's okay. Take these. It's a good I'll, just, song. I'll just put it on later. No, take, I'm fine. take mine. Okay. Did you really? I just love that show. I fucking love The Witcher. Someone described it as time. like a. It. Was it one of you who described it as like Hercules, but like updated? Neil, maybe. Yeah, Neil? That's actually, that's actually, I think, a good description for folks who aren't familiar with like yeah. books or the games. Yeah. But it's, a, it's like. It's like it's got some goofiness to it, but it's oh, like it is definitely oh, goofy. It's, it's super okay, goofy. got it. Right into the story. Yeah. All right. 
All right. Uh, Keenan had a question that is every bit as legitimate as Jimmy's. What was your question, oh, Keenan? Oh, no, it wasn't. Mine, uh, I, like, I do genuinely want, to, I have no conception of how long they've been in North Carolina. Like, at all. Has Neither been, do I. No, it's, it's been it's, bad. Has it been nine years? Well, because I have actually ruminated on this a bit. Jermaine looks like he's like four, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe five? And sorry, Jermaine is Marshley's kid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fergus and Marshley's first, first kid. Yeah. Which yeah. would make it, you know, four or five years since about the time that they landed in the colonies. That just doesn't seem like enough time to build a fucking house. (laughs) I mean, with the tools available. So many windows. Yeah, yeah, where they on the timing of that? I don't know. I don't remember. It was 1771 or two. Oh, it smudged out. They made it so it smudged out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the clipping is in the books for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think the fourth number is blurred. Yeah, so they so when in the books the clipping exists too, and they every year on the date it says they die, like all sleep in the same space, and somebody is always keeping watch. And I really just wish they were doing that. It doesn't make sense that they're not. Well, isn't that a great way to die though? Kind of like all in the one spa- same spot. But in like a meteor, like no. a meteor just hits the big house yeah. and just hits the bedroom. Just that like can oh, happen. Yeah, it You're is talking to the space guy. That's target. a total thing. It is a big, it's target. A big target. Okay, so okay. let's thank our Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real. Any any other questions before? No. No. Okay. Thank you guys so oh, much wait, for Laura. coming. What year did they get to Seventeen. Yes. Exactly. Seventeen sixty. Seventeen sixty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The time the time thing at the end of last season and the beginning of this one have been it's been it's very cloudy. Time's been fuzzy on not, this one. Not well, not well. Well, and also it's not just that they couldn't build that house. Like they're literally I haven't seen anybody tending a crop. Mm-hmm. Like where are the crops? What are they eating? Where's the sow? I want the white sow. Oh, yes. Damn it. Okay. Uh, we want to thank all of our patrons and all of the current patrons of the Oasis hey! who are here. Thanks for coming, guys. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, everybody who backs us on Patreon makes the show possible because it's not cheap to do, So f- especially because we just talk so fucking long. So, like, we pay a lot of money for yeah. storage, and we really appreciate your support. Uh, we got a bunch of new patrons recently, so apologies if I mispronounce anybody's name. If I mispronounce your name, please send me a message through Patreon or through Slack if you've joined the Slack or on Twitter or wherever, and let me know because we want to make sure we pronounce it correctly. Remember, Amanda. I do. We okay. got a very specific <laughs> pronunciation request this week, uh, which I will tell you when we get there because I want you to know that it is... Uh, on purpose Hilarious. and I'm not being an asshole okay uh, so thank you to Ashlyn Berger Zena nope. Perez Kayla Regan Misty Ojepi Misty Ojepi all one word let me know if you want a different name read Katie Kirshner hi Katie yeah Katie oh. Dr. J Jen Lander Drunklin yay uh, Amanda Newton, Trish McCrary, Chrissy Shively, Emma Lofald, Lofald, let me know. Um, Samantha, Sm- Samantha Smith. Thank yeah. you. Okay, Samantha long Smith. names. Come on. Um, Amanda Smith, which. Yeah. Was she? Oh, she's the best. That uh, is a special request. She said she wanted to make it so that it would sound like we were mispronouncing her Aww. name, like people, like we do in Katrina. Oh. Oh. So, so Amanda Sims is Amanda Sims. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> 
Whitney Harrington, Rachel Townsend, Steph Peterson, Maria, Catherine Marshall Eastman, Chantel Salters, Mary the Falling Statue, Fuck yeah. Tara Lucino, Viv Pickles, yeah, girl. Crystal Nanavati, Mary Lumpkin, Jenna Polkowski, Jenna. Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Ruth. Heather Moore, Kara Marlowe, and Kiki the Wise, uh, who is also our Slack den mother, and we want to thank her for all of the work that she does in, yeah. in the Slack. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast, and you can find us on Patreon, where you can join our robust and fun and loving yes. and honestly, honest to God, therapeutic uh, Slack channel uh, at patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. You can join the Slack for, I think it's $3 a month and bargain. I mean, hey, People, I'm biased because it helps us make the show, but please, is the Slack worth $3 a month? Yes! So please feel free to join us. It's really the best. (laughs) Especially when things are really shitty. Like anytime someone is on Twitter being a dick about the election, I'm like, I'm just going to go on the drunk Slack for a few minutes, and Mm -hmm. it's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any any other words, folks? No, just that this was awesome. Thanks to the Oasis. This episode is sponsored by... The Oasis, Rogers Park's The Oasis, located at the corner of Sheridan and Pratt. It is one of Chicago's finest 4 a.m. bars, and they also have a package license, so it's a great place to come and buy a six-pack, have a beer, talk to one of the city's best bartenders, maybe watch a sporting event, and definitely there's like a like a 25% chance that either Julie and I are just here. 50. Um, 50. So <laughs> please come hang out with some of the finest people the city has to offer, um, and that's it. All right, before we go. No, 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 no. Not quite a bye. I just want you to say goodbye in just like one sentence as the Count Saint Germain. Okay, hold on. Okay, okay. Here's the Count Saint Germain saying goodbye. Listeners, I bid you farewell from this world and all others. Au revoir. And please check for poisons. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Dude. Ah, those were the days. Well, that's going to do it. Um, I just wanted to add, we've gotten a bunch of new Patreon backers since that was recorded. Um, So if we didn't name you, thank you so much for your support of the show. We will get your name in in the very next episode. Um, And be well, be safe, stay home, wash your hands, tip your delivery drivers extravagantly, and uh, we will see you at the Oasis for the next live show, whenever that will be. Bye!